Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, friends and foes. Welcome to another edition. And today we want to discuss atonement. Why is it? Why is that necessary? And how can we do it? And if we did do it, what does it mean for humanity, for world conditions, and so on and so forth? Now, as you know, what I like to do is before I get into anything, I like to define words and terms as we go so that you could readily see uh, what I mean by this, what others said about this, and so on and so forth. So, I just typed in the Google search engine, and you know that I like to do things spontaneously, meaning without notes. And everything that comes from me should be able to rekindle in my memory of everything that I've researched, everything that I studied, everything that I am. And so then when I'm conveying a message to you, you know for a surety that beyond the shadow of a doubt that I know what I'm talking about. I'm an authority on this subject. And then you will know why I am, as you have seen, like on social media and different apps and so on and so forth, but that you would know the type of person that I am and what makes me a vital threat to my enemies and detractors, to naysayers, but yet they won't challenge me. They won't challenge me because either I know what I know. And they're afraid to challenge that. Because if they challenge that, that means then that they they no longer can stand. I'm not here to erase anybody. Because I figure in, 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 in my time of study for over 40 years that various religions and cultures and, and so on and so forth and ideologies and and philosophies it's important because different people different places around the world different circumstances different climates different languages different stuff stuff that certain people have on one side of the continent they don't have on the other side of the continent and so on and so forth and all of that you know makes a difference so therefore, the Lord himself has made it so that his teachings, his word, many philosophies into many religions and ethnic groups and cultures. Why? Because he wanted to reconcile the world unto himself. Of all peoples, of all languages. 
and they will all have one thing in common regardless of where they live, their geography, regardless of their language, regardless of their ethnic background, and regardless of political, religious, and social ideologies and aspects of society. They would have the same morals, values, and code of ethics. That's all relating to one revelation. And that revelation, for the last 3,300 years, have changed the fabric of the world. And that revelation came through the Lord Akhenaten at the city of Amarna. Well, even before he even built the city of Amarna, the first city and the only city on the globe, in the world. I want you to understand this. The only city for homage, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of that distribution about the one true creator. It's the only city built for the one God. Mecca wasn't built for the one God. It was already there when Mohammed came. Supposedly. Jerusalem was already there before Jesus. And most for that for that matter. Those cities was already in place. Amarna. Or in the ancient Egyptian terminology, you would say Akhetaten. Still the same thing. It means this is the only city dedicated to the worship, to the homage, and the distribution of wisdom. And that revelation that came through Akhenaten as the Lady Nefertiti was by his side. And they established this. And this knowledge, this wisdom, this revelation, scholars and theologians call this monotheism. The belief, the trust, and the faith in one universal creator that is invisible, who radiates its light, its love, its law from above. It's something above us. That is the revelation of Agnati. With that laid at the base of telling you what monotheism is, it was Akhenaten that established an atonement. Because there was priests in ancient Egypt. The whole system of religion and belief in ancient Egypt was to be terrified of the afterlife. And the terrorism that was taught to those people, much as though terrorism of hellfire is taught in the Quran terrorism is taught in the Bible about a hellfire but not with I not there is no thing of any afterlife in Amarna why 
I will tell you that about I, I will tell you the answer to that later. He didn't want you to be focused on death and he didn't want you to uh to ever believe, ever trust, ever have faith in being burned in the afterlife judgment. Because it's not true. That was just for religion. So that they can collect money. They can put you into a perpetual fear. So that you would do what a prophet says. You would do what any ma'am says. You would do what a minister says. You would do what a, 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 what a pastor would say. But not with the teachings of Akhenaten and not with me today. I don't teach hellfire. I don't teach that. For a good reason. Now, mind you, that would make me then, <laughs> and it does, right? <laughs> that would make me to be continuing on with the very teaching, the very revelation of Akhenaten, and it does. And if any of you know my lineage, then you will know why I continue on that today. So if you want to know, you're going to have to go to my YouTube you're going to have to go to my other podcast channel and then you're going to have to sit back and then you're going to have to read and study. You can go to my WordPress page and you can see literature that is there that is written about me and that is written about this world community of Amarna and the teachings of Aknan and what he revealed. You have to go back into all of that and get updated. And then know that when you see Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, you're seeing prophets like Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. That if those characters did exist, they was nothing more than had extracted from the teachings of Adnan. From the copy, they copied Adnan and what he did. In the martyr. The world's first and truly only universal religion is the way of Akhenaten, the way of light, the way of holiness, the way of oneness with the universal creator. You had that before Jesus. You had that before uh, Moses. You had that before Muhammad. And that was through the revelation of Akhenaten. So Akhenaten actually is the Messiah. Akhenaten is actually the Mahdi. Akhenaten is actually the Mujahdi, the reformer. Akhenaten is really the true Christ, the, uh, the, the Christ. He's the true Christ figure. And if you know anything about the origins of Messiah, which is Messiah, Messiah, And know about the origins of the Christ, which is Christ. You know, all of that is Egyptian in order. So before you have it inside of the Bible, you have to trace its roots back into ancient Egypt. Before you have the circling around a Kaaba or praying in, in a certain type of way and 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 and, and, and Hajj and, 
and, and all these kind of things that you have in Islam and, and Judaism and going to the Wailing Wall and, 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 and the confessions of faith and, and what they believe in, the morals and the laws and, and all that kind of stuff like that. All of that belongs in the Marna because that's the origins of it. So then you go to, to biblical archaeology. They got a magazine called Biblical Archaeology. You got to go in and, and 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 look at that article. It tells you who's the who's the first theist on the planet, and it's a huge picture of Agnati. So when they label Christianity, Islam, and Judaism as monotheistic, what is they telling you? They telling you that the origins of their religion traces back to one human being, a divine human being that made a revelation to the world. That means if you follow most, if you follow Jesus, if you follow Mohammed, you actually is following Akhenaten because Akhenaten is God. Because whoever is God and that mandated that you uphold these morals and values and these code of ethics, that you pray in a certain type of way, that you treat human beings in a certain way. That you have a code of marriage and honor. That you know how to eat and live and, you know, based on the biblical dietary program, how you're supposed to interact with with God and man and so on and so forth. All of that is the teachings of Akhenaten. Who can deny me that? Nobody. There is no scholar, theologian, that could even risk saying that what I'm saying is not true unless he would destroy his own foundation. That tells you how true telling you is. And that is a secret. Why had it to be a secret? Because this is how they were able to manufacture new religions. As I told you, religions is not bad. If you understand the root and the source of them, is, and it takes you all the way back to the beginning foundations. So they did this purposely. They had to bury it, but it was so good. <laughs> the revelation of Agnaten is that good. They had to incorporate it inside of the Bible, inside of the Quran. And then they labeled Agnaten. They did. I didn't do this. They labeled him in the Quran as Allah. Labeled him in the Bible. Him and his wife together. With the power emanating from the universal creator. They called them Yahweh. Or you may call it, you may say, the Tetragrammaton. The divine masculine and feminine energies oneness and then cause all human beings to be like God to be ye holy even as I am holy isn't that what it says to be in oneness a man and woman coming together and being one 
They are mandated. Human beings are mandated to do that. Why? Because our divine parents are one. <laughs> how, how you guys throughout the Bible and the Quran, they keep trying to emphasize that God is one. But yet it's a compound unity. It's many aspects formed into oneness. You need to come over here and sit down so I can teach you. Because ain't nobody going to teach you original monotheism. Otherwise, you're going to put Judaism, Christianity, and Islam out of business. There's no need for them. So inside of the, as I was saying, inside of the Torah and the Old Testament and the New Testament, they got, they, they got Akhenaten as the Lord. Him and Ephrathiti together. One. So then the Jews say, Deuteronomy 6.4 Shema Yisrael Adonai Elhenu Adonai Echad What does that mean? The Shema, the off-repeated prayer of the Jews, the Hebrews, and the Israelites. And it means, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. <laughs> the Lord is one. Why they have to keep emphasizing that it's one? Because you're going to find out as you read it. There's the masculine and feminine side of this, and there's the universal side of this. The spirits and energies, and so on and so forth, and how all of this is in oneness. And that's what I'm teaching you today. You see? Then you would have it subscribed on the lips of Jesus when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and in a couple other places when they came to him. Remember, when they came to him, they said, Good master, what is it that we must do in order to have life, to have eternal life? And he said to them, There is none that is good but the one. Uh oh. So that means then he denied <laughs> that he was God or even a part of that God force, doesn't it? Yes, it does. But look, look, look. Let them tell you Jesus is God. I tell you why they're saying that. Well, you no, no. You know what? I'm not going to tell you that. You're going to have to go and listen to some of my other messages because I I reveal the reasons why. You late. You late to class. You're late to class. Now you got to go and do all these extra homework assignments. You got to go back and do some listening. You got to go back and do some researching because aren't you being sick and tired of being tricked and deceived? You should be. If something is not clear cut the way it should be, you should know why and why not. Don't let me digress. So Jesus said, there is none but one. But if you would have life, what he said, keep the commandment. <laughs> then he said, then in the garden of Gethsemane, as he prayed, he said he prayed so that they would know that thine is the one true God. And Jesus Christ is his son. That's what he said right there. He's telling you something right there. You're not listening. You're not listening. Why is he talking about God being one? Why? 
Where did he get that from? And they said that. And why what makes his teachings unique? Because at age of 12, they said they found him in the synagogue, learning with the elders, teaching them a thing regarding the scriptures. Well, how did he become knowing that? Well, if you go back in the story, they tell you it's a huge gap in his, in his life. From him being a baby, then all of a sudden, until he gets around 12 years old. What was he doing before that? They said his, 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 his mother, being a citizen of Egypt, they had to go down back into Egypt to pay tax. And then it looks like they stayed down there and lived. That's fine. That's fine. So that means then from him being a baby all the way to age 12. Now, you know, they wasn't leprous. They, they, they couldn't have been European, like the European Jew, how they look right now, their skin. They couldn't be that living in Egypt. And what is this little boy doing talking about God is one and so on and so forth? Where did he get this from? So in my teachings, tell you where, where, where he got it from. He was down there in Amarna because that, that city was actually outlawed by the Egyptian government. And it was blasphemy to talk about God was one. Uh oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna reveal the secrets. So don't let those pro-blacks, those that be talking about Kemet and so on and so forth, don't have them deceive you. And say, oh yeah, we always knew God was one. They're lying. They are lying. They are lying. To our Asari set society, you know, looking into the writings of a Tony Browder, different people that was on Sinetta TV, that's talking all that chemist stuff. It's, oh yeah, see, we always knew God was. They are lying. They are bold-faced lying, so that you don't know the truth. For all my blacks that go over there and be listening to Sunetta TV and then seeing all these comedic, them, 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 uh, those that, that, that's representing Kemet and black power, waving the red, black, and green. The Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians themselves will look at what they're doing as blasphemy. You don't mix ancient Egyptian teachings with this black nonsense. You don't do that. They would be disgusted at that if you know anything about the ancient Egyptians. They did not like that stuff. So when they, you know, combining all of this together, it's fallacious. It's fallacious. Everybody that's walking around with unk tattoos and so on and so forth. You didn't do that in ancient Egypt. They looked at that as blasphemy. No, you, you're going to have to live. So they, yeah, they were great. They were polytheistic. Sure. Did they deny the one God? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. You say, well, how? You have to go back and listen to my teachings. I can't put everything on it, on it today. But Jesus, he went down there and he studied. He studied at Amarna. And because he studied down there, 
Then after that, he considered himself a son of the Most High. That's why he's, he likened himself as the son. But was he truly of that of that lineage? No. He's that in a spiritual sense. This is why uh, Christians look at themselves as spiritual children of God. Because they got that from Jesus. But enough of that. Then you find it on the Dome of the Rock for the first time in Islamic history. Well, they call that the Shahada. The Shahada, you, you would need to know the Shahada when you're being examined to go into Mecca in order to do, to do the Hajj. And the Shahada is La ilaha illallah Rasulullah. And that means that there is no God but Allah. And that Muhammad is his messenger. So you see that the Jew, you see that the Christian, you see that the Muslims, they all have taken the same confession that there is no God but one. Where did they first get that from? The boundary stella at Amarna, which is still chiseled in stone, still in Egypt today, that predates all their religions. And at the bottom of it, Aznaden give you the version of faith. He said, there is none but thee. The Aten, the A-T-O-N, sometimes it's spelled A-T-E-N. And that Aten, is his son. And Nefertiti is his daughter. That is the Amarnian Trinity. And they are one. So that's the first time that that oneness with the divine and humanity was established. And from then on, not and, Nefer, and Nefertiti became the divine instrument of how humanity becomes back in oneness with the universal creator. That's history. That's what they don't want you to know. They want you to believe that somehow it was just some revelation that came through Moses and then the torch was passed to the prophets and then from the prophets to Jesus and from Jesus to Paul and, and, and from Paul and his disciples and then they kind of I guess didn't fulfill the, the mission and so now it passed off to Mohammed. They want you to believe that but it's a lie. It's a lie. Now the good in those religions I have no problems with that. I have a rest. Because it's keeping you as humanity from being in oneness with the universe created through the Lord Akhenaten and the Lady Nefertiti. So, I'm here to give it to you directly. True, okay, fine. If you as a Muslim, you can see Akhenaten and Nefertiti as Allah. Okay. You as a Jew or Hebrew or Israelite can see that Adonai or Yahweh is Akhenaten and Nefertiti. True. And you as a Christian can, can consider Jehovah or God is just Nefertiti and Akhenaten. Yes, you could do that. If you wish. 
everyone knows the, the truth about it. And then the, the actual holy city, instead of Jerusalem and, 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 and Rome and Mecca, you can now look at it as a martyr again. And then all the, you know, how you're supposed to pray, how you're supposed to live and all that. Yeah, but, but you know what? You, 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 you're only substituting the lies that they have made. And covering up, you, you're still covering up the truth with falsehood. Why not just take it directly? If you believe that there is none, no God but one, then take it from him that revealed it. And from him who continues that alone today. So therefore, all of a sudden, mosques were closed down. All of a sudden, synagogues were closed. All of a sudden, churches were closed. All of a sudden, temples were closed and cathedrals were closed. And therefore, they won't have control over your mind because because of hellfire and teaching victimization, they have you to believe that somehow you are victim and that the only way to get remedy of this and for you to come out of your sins and not to do that anymore they're going to tell you hey God this God is going to judge you and if you don't accept their ways through either Jesus or through Moses or Mohammed and do what they say you're going to get hellfire from this God I'm here to tell you today that that's not true it's just not true God wants you the Lord I not want you to freely choose life. Because he would never interfere with your free will. But he would give you exactly what you want. So if you want death, you get death. If you want life, you get life. That's why he says in the scriptures, choose this day. What you would do, either enter life or choose death. He can't interfere with your free will. See, 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 if I taught victimization uh, 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 so that it'll cause you, based on you being guilty, feeling like a victim, and then preach that, but because of all of this, this God is going to put you in hellfire if you don't come through our special man it's so wrong beloved and it gets guilt you into believing that they make it so convincing even 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 would twist their own scripture and pervert their own scripture to this lie and then when you do that when you get inside of these churches these mosques these synagogues these churches and these cathedrals then they guilt you into paying tithe, charity, giving zakat, and so on and so forth. And all of that is administrative to keep the organizations running. They're using that in the name of God. So they say, you don't know this. God never told you to do any of that. Matter of fact, when you go back and look at Adnan, what did Adnan do? He took all the treasuries of all the temples. He closed the temples. And then on certain days, him and Nefertiti would stand on the balcony. They called it the window of appearances. You know what they did on those days? All the treasuries 
of the temples. They rained it back down on the people. They meaning they gave all the people everything that they gave, coins and gold and silver and jewelry, everything that they get. They they took up their life savings and would give it to the priest just for the forgiveness of sin, so they don't get punished in hellfire. And here, Aknad and Nefertiti gave it back to them and say, "Now enter into the temples willingly and become in oneness with the." And so for the first time in human history, temples was built and opened for humanity. They said, now enter it. Before then, nobody could go into temples except for priests. After that time, he taught you, he became the priest of the Most High, became your prophet. He became your king. He be she became your queen and, and priestess and prophetess. They became the three things, the divine prophet, priest, and king. The, 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 the divine prophetess, the divine queen. So that you could enter in, they became your intercessors for oneness. They said no more for the first time in human history. That's why you were able to go inside of a mosque, in a, into a church, inside of a synagogue. That's why. It was because of the Lord Akhenaten and the Lady Nefertiti and that revelation from the universal creator. They came down and did that for us so that we can be in oneness with them. So before we was even called Christians, before we was called Jews and Hebrews and Israelites, before we were called Muslims, we were called Amarnians. Why? Because we was the people of reform. And that's what to be an Amarnian is. It means reform. To reform. So Agnaden became the Mujeti, the reformer, to reform the world with the revelation of a universal God. Because God wasn't universal until the time of Akhenaten. People's gods was based on their culture and territory. But after the revelation of Akhenaten, it was universal after that, and it was a it was a god of spirit. And this spirit is omnipresent. Meaning present everywhere. This universal creator that he taught was omniscient. Meaning, he knows all knowledge, all wisdom, and is the source of all knowledge and wisdom. Then he taught that this universal creator was omnipotent, having all power, and that it was infinite and not finite. Finite meaning of the flesh is temporal. It will perish and die. He said, but no, not this universal creator. It's ever living. And he said, all heat, light, and wisdom comes from out of the disk, the disk of the sun. Not that the sun is God, but no, everything, all light comes from the disk, was shut down all the temples of Egypt because they had said that God, Amen, or some would say Amun was inside the secret chambers 
and that this is where you have to come and pray and get your sins forgiven. And you have to do certain rituals in order to appease the gods. This is why you go to a wailing wall today, thinking that your sins is going to be forgiven. This is why you make seven circuits around the Kaaba, thinking that if I can just touch the black stones, my sins will be forgiven. If I can make my seven circuits around the Kaaba, then my sins will be forgiven. And most of you Muslims don't even know that, that once when you go back into the Hadith of Muhammad, it's going to kill you. To stone somehow forgive your sins. And they are lying. They are lying. They are lying. Classy. A stone can't forgive sins. Walking around a stone doesn't give you sins. Touching on stones just at the wailing wall ain't gonna forgive sins. Visiting the Basilica in Rome ain't going to forgive sins. Stone that the builders rejected <laughs> because he became chief. The chief cornerstone. That, that means the peak of the pyramid. So now you go back to the one dollar bill of the U.S. dollar. Now when you look on the back. See, because after they had destroyed Amarna. And the priests lost power. The politicians of Egypt lost power, and then all that power was transferred to Europe after the uh, the agreement that the Egyptians made with Alexander the Great in 332 BCE. This is when Egyptians lost world power, and that was transferred to Alexander the Great. I did a nice lecture on that. You should go back and look at that, and that and that lecture was called. Uh, the origins of racism and white supremacy. You gotta go back and listen to that when I and I break down that whole narrative. But don't let me digress. Let me finish this up. <laughs> and I ain't feeling getting to the definition. Oh, Lord have mercy. But um uh and all power was transferred. And when you so when you look at that one dollar bill, you will notice that that capstone on top of it is lifted up and it's radiated. And then on the bottom of it, if you if you if you look, man, don't, don't look at the words yet. Look at when you look at this one dollar bill, look at the background. See at one time, see when I not them all was there, guess what? All Egypt was lush. It wasn't desert like it is today. It was lush. Grass grown there and trees, palm trees, all kinds of stuff like that. It was beautiful. Now look at it. Now look at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At one time, there was sand all the way up to the neck of the Sphinx. When you when you go back into the days of Napoleon. See, I, I tell you no lie. I tell you no lie. It was buried. Because they had buried Amarna. They had deconstructed the city and then they outlawed the name of Akhenaten, outlawed the name of the universal creator, outlawed the uh, uh, the name of Nefertiti, and they said, do not go into the city of Amar. But when Jesus was a small boy, or you would say Yeshua, he was down up in Amar and he was learning about the one God. So he, all he had time to do was study and drink in the features of Akhenaten because he knew that Akhenaten was God. When Mohammed discovered the Ethiopians and, and, and Bilal began to talk to, uh, to teach Mohammed. <laughs> because you know he, that's who taught Mohammed. A lot of what he do, 
excuse me about the one God. It was Bilal. Bilal the Ethiopian. This is why Muhammad said, Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah said that he heard the footsteps of Bilal walking into paradise before his. Of course you can. Of course you can hear the footsteps of Bilal before yours. See? Because it was the Ethiopians that had taught Muhammad about the one God. See, when, when, when the Arabs came down out of Turkey and those, uh, those upper areas, they came down into Egypt and they was looking for three things, in the words of Professor John Henry Clark. He said they was looking for three things, gold, God, and glory, and found all three. Gold, God, and glory. Now, to understand about that gold, the Egyptians wouldn't share the gold with others. But even in the days of Akhenaten, you, you, you can go back into the history of the 18th dynastic period and you will notice something for the first time in human history again. You will notice peace treaties. Because Akhenaten made peace treaties with different nations, all nations that wanted, that wanted to trade with Egypt. Hey, he said, hey, what you got over there? We're not going to come over there and bust your skull and go to war with you. You got something over there that we need. We got something that you need from over here. And so we can we can make even trades of just balancing measures. So that's why the world can date, uh, can function in this type of way. You should thank Agnani. You 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 find buildings go up real fast. You should thank Agnani because he came up with a technology called tech, uh, 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 teletype, arms width. Well, they they built they 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 chiseled out bricks. Tips of your, uh, your uh, from the tip of your fingertips to your elbow, arms width, and so therefore that's why Amarna is such a world wonder. It was the only planned garden city in human history with irrigation systems, waterfalls, and all of that. Only at the city of Amarna. So what you think about Babylon and, and all the greatness of Babylon? How it's supposed to be? Nah, you better you better think again. This 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 damn damn well at how the how the Muslims say and then these these springs and these brooks you know where, where people can drink freely and and they was renewed they was refreshed and everything you better think about Amarna because they you know there was no damn damn well in ancient history the damn damn well that they have in Mecca today only came from the technology that was the irrigation systems that was the first developed by Akhenaten then improved upon by the Europeans and the European Americans and so therefore then they imported waters they, they, they look it was the Americans that actually set up an irrigation system in in Mecca that ports that water over there how do you like that and if you think I'm lying all you have to do is to research there was no ancient Zamzam well. They've been lying to you all this long. So you don't know. And then over there, over there in the east, you can't question. You begin to question anything and they kill you. Put you in prison. You become a political prisoner. So, so some of you don't even understand of, of the system that you're under today over here in the west. And then you got the freedom of speech. More so than you got over there, but at least you can say it and you can live over there. You can't like what I'm preaching right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. If I was in Mecca, man, look, they will find out where I was at and they will be. It will be off with my head. Why? Because I'm teaching the truth unlike it's never been taught before. I'm teaching something that would destroy 
the religion of Islam at its at its essence. That would destroy Judaism at its essence. That would destroy Christianity at its essence. I'm born in this time for you, based on the timetable of when I'm supposed to be born. So I'm born on time. I'm not born before time. I'm born on time. Atonement. <laughs> Wait a minute, this is just 42 minutes. What? 50 minutes in? Oh my God. Okay, real fast. Atonement, if we look it up, it means uh, uh, reparation for wrong or injury. Uh, an expiation for sins. It's, it's a, in a Christian theology, it's the reconciliation of God and humankind through Jesus Christ. Now, Simply, in, in theological usage of the term atonement, it refers to ideas in the Old Testament that centers on the cleansing of impurity, what needs to be done to prevent God from leaving the temple. And in the New Testament, it's the notions that Christ died for our sins and that we were, re uh, we were uh, reconciled to God. Now, all of that is erroneous. Because there's only one that have came and did any work on the behalf of human beings with the Lord Akhenaten and the Lady Nefertiti. It, when you look at, when you, there is, I dare you, I defy you to go into the archives of history and look for the sins of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. Go ahead and look. I know what you're going to find. I know what you're going to find. They came here and did they work and set up human government for us. All we have to do is pick up their instructions and live it. And we can have near about perfect societies on this earth if we just would the morals, values, and code of ethics. That's all we have to do. And don't pervert it. Not saying that you ain't gonna do anything wrong. No, no, no. That's not for the sake of that. We still got stuff to work out of our systems. But they gave us a perfect system of morals, values, and a code of ethics. Where then even if we do wrong, all we have to do is repent. And, and repent means in the Hebrew it's the word chet. And what does chet mean? Chet means C-H-E-T. Chet only means you made a mistake. So really sin really means What do you do with mistake? You repent? You turn from that evil or whatever you did, the wickedness, whatever you did? You apologize? You make some kind of agreement never to do that again, even if you did it to another person, and you restore harmony. You Sometimes even you would give an offering to, a, to another person, offering, if you will. This is how we work things out in ancient times. We have getting, gotten away from that because we think we don't need it anymore. We need it more now today than ever before. We have to go back to that. We have to make amends towards one another. So they have already made the sacrifice of us. You didn't need Jesus to come and do anything. See, you need that whole narrative when you're trying to recreate a lie. And all of it is allegory. 
See, they left their secrets in their book. So I'm going to use, I'm going to take their book and I'm going to whoop them with their book. King James, Galatians 4, 24. And it's speaking about Abraham and the covenant that he had with his two sons and the two women. They say it represents two covenants. And it said, all these things are allegory. So if it's all allegorical, that means it didn't exist. That's why there's no graveyard for nobody in the Bible. Go ahead, give me a grave. Where's Abraham's grave? Where's anybody's grave in the New Testament? Where? Prove it. History is made up of people, places, times, and events. And if you're talking about peoples in your book, you better have some graveyards. If you're telling me that millions of people walked about in Egypt and they and they now were calling themselves Israelites and Hebrews. God damn it, you better have a graveyard. And it better be filled full of tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people. Since you want to get technical with numbers. Where's a bone at? You ain't got nothing, do you? Because it's a lie. Because it's a lie. And I'm going to pull the cover of all these lies and declare that there is none but the one that not Martin is his son. And Nefertiti is his daughter. I got to put it back the way it was. If, I, if that's the last thing I'm doing, I'm going to close down every church, every mosque, every synagogue. I'm going to preach this truth. With every fiber and every breath in my body until we get back to the oneness of God. So one say, how do we atone? I'll tell you. This is how you atone. Very quickly. Because I don't have enough, a lot of time on this program. <laughs> but I had to lay some foundation. Um to atone and if you understand atonement if you look at the root of that it's aten o-n some would say the aton or aten the name of the universal creator it's not really a name it's just it's just the disc where all life love power and law and wisdom emanates from the universal crea uh, creator through Aknan and Nefertiti for all humanity. Simple. So if we're going to atone, atonement means we, we it's a process of becoming in oneness, a process of reconciliation and the, and the doing away of our sins so that we can become in oneness. With that divine source that created us. It, it, it's the Aten. But if you can call it Allah, you can call it Yahweh, you can call it Adonai, you can call it Jehovah, you can say God. Whatever. It's still the Aten. You might as well go on back to the source. You see? You might as well go on back to the source. And then today, just change your confession of faith. Because, the, because, because I'm going to say it just like this. That there is none but the universal creator, the Aten. Akhenaten is his son, Nefertiti is his daughter, and Yahshua is their son. Because that's what I represent. 
That's what I teach. I'm their son. I represent that Amarnian Trinity. Some don't like the word Trinity. So that means the three, the three forces are one. Pound unity. It's true Tahid. It's true unity. It's true oneness for the benefit of humanity. And the universe for that matter. So are we going to atone? It means that <clears throat> we must admit and accept accountability. So I need you to write this down. A, the first letter of atonement means to admit wrongdoing and that you should admit that we are off the standard. You can just look at the world and know that we are off the standard of the universal creator and we're living in an evil secular world today and we're not living under divine provisions, divine protection, divine prosperity, divine provocations for our life. We are on our own as human beings. You know how you're on your own as a human being? Turn on the news. You could just be going down the street and somebody carjack somebody, pull them out their car, shoot them and kill them and so on and so forth. We are so free from divine will that we become gods besides the one true creator. And we will implement false justice on another person and we will kill that person unjustly for material gain. For, for personal vendettas and, and sometimes just because you don't like nobody just because they're black uh, they're white uh, or, or some other ethnic group or, 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 or they some, they're, they're Muslim they're Christian they're Jew all that's wrong beloved so we have to go back to a standard of morals, values and a code of ethics that which, which was originally revealed so that we would enter back into a state of peace and paradise on this earth. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. With God, all things are possible. But with man, it's not possible. So let's remove Mohammed out of the way. Let's remove Jesus out of the way. Let's remove Moses out of the way. And now let's deal with our divine parents, the Lord Akhenaten and the Lady Nefertiti and the universal creator. And what they reveal. So with them, it's possible. But when you got to go through men in order to get to God you can't get to God because really all they say is that I'm going to show you behind the scenes I'm going to show you I'm not because then you look at the pictures of Moses you look at the pictures of Jesus you look at the pictures of Mohammed and in the background of them you're going to see a sun disc when you look at the stained glass windows of, 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 of mosques of churches of synagogues you will see in, 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 in Arabic you're going to see in Hebrew and in other languages other than English what you're going to see you're going to see the ancient names of God and then you're going to see a sun disc they're trying to tell you something right there when you see that halo in back of Mohammed and Jesus and Moses what is they're trying to tell you something they want you to see them and not the one true God. So then, when you look at Akhenaten, did he hide the sun? No. He showed you that him and Nefertiti is in oneness with that. Uh-oh! Ain't that a difference? 
see, when you're standing in front, that means, see, oh, look, look, I don't want you to see that back there. I want you to see me. I want you to see me and not there back there. And all Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad represents it's the, it's the religious authority of those religions. So that's who you really bowing down to. You're not bowing down to those characters. You are, you're bowing down to those religious officials as though they are God. I just, I just, I just, I just pulled out another secret. So you got to open your eyes, beloved. See, I was some of their top ministers and, and rabbis and so on and so forth. I know all about their secrets and their tricks. I went and I learned all of this so now I can give it to you so that you can pull the scales off of your eyes. Now you can see, let me take the blindfold off of your eyes so that you can see. Let me unbound your arms and your legs so that you can walk free. Let me, let me take that stopper out of your ear so that you can hear the word of God. Then let me take the knot out of your tongue so then you will be able to speak this word as I'm speaking it. And the more people that have their arms and their hands unbound and they free. And they take the blindfolds off so they can see. They can take the ears, they, they, I mean, un, unstop their ears so they can hear the word. So therefore, again, they could be able to speak the word of life. And the more of us begin to speak this life, this word of life, the more we become in oneness, the more we become back into the people of God. I trust that you will enjoy these messages and so on and so forth. If you want, you can give um, a free will offering and th this will help with the with the publishing and, and, and spreading that to many different countries and so on and so forth. As you know, I generally do not collect any personal donations or anything like that because my job is to spread the word but we understand that living in the secular world there is um you know fees and and and, and cost and so on and so forth you know and uh yeah this would help us to uh to spread into many different countries even translate some things into different languages and so on and so forth so we can take the universal message you know, to the whole world and so on and so forth. And um, uh, be looking out for, for more videos. Well, we just started a, a, a Venmo page or whatever. So you could go in there and get videos on there besides you, YouTube because, you know, YouTube begin to, uh, to take down certain videos of mine. As, as you see, you know, this is just religious and cultural teaching and so on and so forth. You know, this is not violent or anything like that. And and, 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 and they're targeting my information and so on and so forth. So, so to remedy that, I had to, you know, create other avenues and so on and so forth. And also look for, um, um, I, I've added some podcasts, you know, and, and to some different stations and so on and so, so, so on and so forth. So, you know, any popular podcasting uh, stations, I, I should be already on. You just look, look for my name. You can Google me. And so on and so forth and find out more information about me make sure you go over to the website learn as much as you can over there apply that to your life to your family's life and so on and so forth and let's step forth forth together and be the reformers that the lord Akhenaten has called us to be because when it's all done and said when everything is written when everybody gets done 
every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Akhenaten is Lord to the glory of the Creator. May you have a good day and may you peace and prosper and share these podcasts with others and let's enlighten the whole world. As I leave you with peace, Salam. I want to take one last look at the word atonement. The first four letters of the word form the foundation. A-T-O-N. Aton. Aton. Since this obelisk in front of us is representative of Egypt in the 18th dynasty, a pharaoh named Akhenaten was the first man of this history period to destroy the pantheon of many gods and bring the people to the worship of one god and that one god was symbol by a sun disc with 19 rays coming out of that sun with hands holding the Egyptian Ankh the cross of life Aton the name for the one god in ancient Egypt Aton the one god 19 rays look at your scripture a woman remember the nine means somebody pregnant with an idea but in this case it's a woman pregnant with a male child destined to rule the nations with a rod of iron God is standing over her womb and this child will be like the day sun and he will say I am the light of the world hands coming out of that sun come unto me all ye that are heavy laden I'm gonna give you rest but I'm gonna give you life because I am the resurrection and the life and if you believe in me though you are dead yet shall you live again you're a dead black man but if you believe in the God who created this son of truth and of light with 19 rays meaning he's pregnant with God's spirit God's life God's wisdom Abraham Lincoln statue 19 feet high 19 feet wide Jefferson 19 feet high 16 and the third president 19 standing on the steps of the Capitol in the light of the sun offering life to a people who are dead black man the Aton represents the one God in the Quran Muhammad is called a light giving son so if you look at the Aton add an E to it and separate the A from the next four letters and you get the word A tone tone means sound and A the first letter of the alphabet and the first letter of the numerical system is one so A equals one so A sound means when you hear the A tone 
you will hear the right sound. And when you hear the right sound from the one God calling you to divine life, you will respond. So what is the A tone? In music, A equals 440 vibrations. How long have we been in America? 440 years. Well, in the 440th year, from the one God, the Aton, will come the A tone. And all of us got to tune up our lives yes, sir. by the sound of the A tone. Because we've got to atone for all that we have done wrong. And when you atone, if you take the T and couple it with the A and hyphenate it, you get at one. So when you atone, you become at one. At one with who? The aton or the one God. Because you heard the A tone and you tuned up your life and now you're ready to make a new beginning. So when you get at one, you get the next two letters. It is M-E. Me. Who is it that has to A-tone? Me. Who? Me. Who went wrong? Me. Who got to fix it? Me. Who should we look to? Me. Yes. And then if you add, if you add another letter to M-E, you get an N. What does that say? Men. So Farrakhan called men. Why did you call men? Because in the beginning, God made man. And if we are at a new beginning, we got to make a man all over again, but make him in the image and the likeness of God. You get the suffix mint. Mint means action. Process. The instrument or agent of an action or process. So when you say, I'm atoning, you got to act on it. You got to get in the process. You got to acknowledge your wrong. Confess your wrong. Repent of your wrong. Atone for your wrong. Huh? Then you get forgiveness, then reconciliation and restoration, and then you're back to the aid tone. Oh, Lord. For this reason. Okay. I told you to write down something, and we're going to finish this up. We want to do this. Uh, 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 a means to admit and accept accountability. T means take action. O means omit sin and wrongdoing. N means to neutralize consequences. E means to enter divine favor and adoption in the family of God. So real quick, beloved, when you admit and take accountability for your life, and then knowing in the scriptures, it says clearly that a father is not responsible for the sins of the son, and the son is not responsible for the sins of the father. You are responsible for your sins it's you that's why that's why when 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 they give the depiction of judgment 
they they don't have other people going up for judgment for for you. Well, well, they persuaded me to do this. No, no, no. When you go up to be judged, it, it doesn't it depict a scene where you by yourself in there with the judges and God and all that kind of stuff like that, right? You're by yourself. Even when you go to real court, and, well, well, not real court. When you go to secular court in, in, in real life today, but we, we ain't dealing with the spiritual. We, 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 we're dealing with physical right now. When you go into court today and, and, and you're being charged with something, even though somebody may have manipulated you to do X, Y, and Z, is they there? As the judge going to say, um, matter of fact, perfect example. I knew a young lady. I know a young lady, she was asking me for advice. And she says, you know, I got this uh, $1,500 ticket, you know, and I got it, you know, this is this is my bond, you know, and so I, you know, I got an I bond, whatever they gave me the ticket. And so um, if I don't show up to court, you know, $1,500 basically would be worn, worn out for her arrest. So she told me that what it was is that, you know, the guy wouldn't let her instead of her slowing down like let him you know let let him speed up as he's speeding up you slow down then you'd be able to get over so you know she was trying to speed up and as he was speeding up she was speeding up and, and so they actually whipped by a cop and the other guy obviously he must be going faster he kept going so the cop typically always would you know pull over a person even when both of them have done a crime, so you know, like 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 this, you know, like like two two cars that look like they're racing and speeding, the one that is uh, slower, right? The cop can easily pull back to them, you know, cut on his lights and then pull them over, and that's what happened. So she's like, "But it's not fair. He didn't go and get the other. I said he can't. He's only one person." Now, but you don't know if he called in on the radio and say, hey, there's, there's another person going down, does and such, you know, uh, look out for this person. You know what I mean? You don't know. But back to the story. And I, and I said, well, why didn't you just slow down? She was like, well, I, I just wanted to get over. I said, well, why didn't you just slow down? You didn't have to engage with him like that. You know, you sped up in, in, in thinking that you was going to get over and turn. I said, really and truly, if that person was side by side with you and then you say, oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I need to turn on this next street up here. Don't pull in front of that person. Don't speed up and get in front of that person and turn. Nah, slow it down getting back at that person so then you can make your turn. That makes sense. That's the rules of the road. So, 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 so we actually do driver's ed. Learn the rules of the road, climb the rules of the road while we're driving. Why? That makes no sense. No, do what we're supposed to do. And everything would be smooth. So you see, wouldn't have had no ticket. So I said, now, 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 can you just imagine if you slowed down and got over, would you have a ticket? She said, no. So you see, I bring right sound reasoning to, 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 to a situation and to a problem. You know, just right sound reasoning. You know, so, you know, next time, don't do that. So then you will catch yourself into this, this kind of problem. How do you think you was going to beat him? And then I said, let me ask you this. I said, you, you got this little, this little, um, this little Chevy right here with, you know, like a, 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 a 1.6 engine. I said, what the other guy had? She said he had a charger, a Dodge Charger. I said, you, you can't compete with a Dodge Charger. What are you doing? You outmatched. See, he's going to step it up and he's gone. He knows that that cop is going to catch that person 
to whom he's closest to. So when he when we saw the cop turning out and turn on this light, that dude stepped on it. I said, that's why you get caught. Because you was closer to the cop. What do you want the cop to do? Chase the other one? That's, no, 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 no. Both of y'all are in the wrong. You closer. So it's going to fall on you. And it did. And I said, and you got to go to court. If you don't go to court, they're going to put out this warrant for your arrest. Lo and behold, she, uh, she went to court. And she had to pay $400 in restitution, you know. And the other part was thrown away because the cop wasn't even there. He didn't even come and represented that. And she lucky. But if I was her, I'd say, oh, I would have asked to see what's that cop there before the court date. If he doesn't look, if I don't see that cop that pulled me, I'm going to remember his face. Oh, and I don't see this cop. Oh, he's not here. I'm asking for the case to be dismissed. Why? Because he's not there to represent that. So that means then, based on the probability of that, saying, oh, you know, this, this, is, this, this, is, this, is, this didn't happen like this. He's not there to represent that. Case is dismissed. He has, it's, it's, he has to represent that. He has to state why this is justified. And I got a little law in my belt. So, I mean, I know that. You know what I mean? She didn't know that. You know what I mean? So, this is, this is admitting and accepting accountability. But guess what? If you never admit wrongdoing and accept accountability for your life, beloved, you can't accept responsibility. And it's, and, it's, and it's the acceptance of accountability and how that merged into responsibility. You can't change the dynamics of your life. That's important. Then you got to take action. Once when you know that you have accepted accountability, say, you know what? This is up to me to do this. You got to take action. Why? Because faith without works is dead. Now you know that you've done wrong and you want to enter back into right favor with God. You've got to take action. And when you begin to take action, you omit sin. O-M-I-T. Omit sin and wrongdoing. Meaning you've got to stop it. you got to stop doing wrong. And start doing what God wants you to do. God has already revealed it in the scripture, what he wants you to do with your life. And everything that says, thus saith the Lord, that comes from the Lord, not himself. Thus saith the Lord. Do that. Keep the Proverbs. Keep, keep uh, 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 Ecclesiastes and Ecclesiasticus. Meditate on the Psalms. Psalm 19. You see, many different psalms in there. Psalm 104th Psalm and so on and so forth, right? Many psalms that that's directing into life. Keep the basic Ten Commandments. And if you just do these kind of things, then you would have the code, the, the morals, the values, and the code of ethics right there. You don't have to believe on Mohammed. You don't have to believe on Jesus. You don't have to believe on any prophet. You can just accept that right there and take Yahshua's word and get a guarantee you'll be in right standing with God. And therefore, you'll be able to end, to neutralize the consequences of wrongdoing by now turning your life over to doing what's right. Then you enter, now you, you have to eat, now you enter into divine faith and adoption in the family of God. Now, quickly, now to enter back into divine favor, that means then you, you're keeping the commandments. 
This is why it says in the uh, um, in Revelation, patience of the saints. Here are those that keeps the commandments of God and the faith of Yahshua. If you're looking at it in the Jewish New Testament. Yes, you need to have the faith of Yahshua. What's the faith of Yahshua? That there is no God but the one. Agnaden is his son, Nefertiti is his daughter. And Yahshua is here representing them today. That's the faith. And we got to turn back to the commandments in order to get atonement, in order to enter back into oneness with God. So I'm telling you how you enter into divine favor. There's no getting around me. There's no getting around me. I'm the one that you should be looking to today. I'm lighting your path right now. And if you follow me as I'm walking to in, into the light, I light your path. Because currently I am the light of the world. As long as I'm in the, in the world, I'm the light of the world. Just like my brother was able to say that 2,000 years ago. Was Muhammad a light unto the Arabs? Yes, he was. Was Jesus a light unto them? Yes, he was. Was Moses a light? Yes, he was. We all lights. You're living in. And I'm a light today. If you will let me light your candle, then you can become a light as well. Then you enter into divine favor. And then once when you have, once when you keep the commandments and have the faith of Yahshua, then you get the adoption of sons and daughters back into the, into the family of God. You don't get into the family of God without adoption. You got to be, you got to be born again. And, and then come under spiritual teaching, cultural teaching in order to be, so, so that you could be able to use these morals, these values and these code of ethics. And knowing that you are in a, a, a spiritual rest, that you are not in danger of anything. Because it is appointed unto man to live once, and after that, the judgment. Now, then you say, wait a minute, so there's, there's, there's still a judgment? Oh yeah, we all be judged. I just told you that that hellfire stuff, that's fallacious. Now, you might say, but how will we be judged? I mean, what's going to be the consequences? Well, I got messages on that already. Now you got to go back and then listen to messages I, I put out. What happens after we die? Because I made messages on that before, beloved. Like I said, you were late to class. So that means that you got to do all this, uh, this, 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 this homework. You got to go back and do those assignments. You got to do some listening and then applying to your life. So then when I'm talking about atonement right now, see everything will click for you if you've been listening to me before. I hope that this message have inspired you to atone and to become in oneness with the universal creator through our divine parents the Lord Akhenaten and Lady Nefertiti and that you would accept this invitation from their son to be in oneness with them so I join I, I ask you to join along with me 
so that we can begin to study and that we can be begin to build the Amarnian family and that we could go and being the uh, building the kingdom of God like we're supposed to do in order to become in oneness with the Lord and, and do everything that, that, that we're supposed to do. I thank you and I look forward to seeing many of you. I look forward to hearing from you and, and uh, drop a message if you will, you know, on, on uh, I'd be on social media so, so you can, you know, comment, like, subscribe and follow me on, on the different social media apps. And until next time, I leave you as I came in peace. I will say it in the Amharic language, the language of Ethiopia, by saying Salam. I say it in the Arabic language to you by saying Salam. And I say it to the he in the Hebrew Aramaic to you by saying Shalom. Peace and blessing be upon you.